Well, a good morning to everybody. It is much easier to sit out there than it is stand up here. So, uh, today we're going to be in Revelation. We do quite a bit of uh, reading today, um, but we're going to go from chapter four to chapter eight in Revelation. So, uh, the uh, title of the message is "The Power of the Lamb." And I just think all the way through the scripture, even though we see a lot of different things going on here, at all times and all the way through here, we always see the Lamb being present, and He's, and he's in ultimate power. He's, it's all about power. Um, so I guess let's get into it. Um, so a little bit of the message outline here is is in chapter four. Uh, we up until chapter four, we see nineteen references of the church. Uh, starting in chapter 4 until the end of Revelation, the church is never mentioned again as far as being on this earth. Um, it is mentioned, but not as on this earth. Uh, the commentary pointed out that, um, that the fact that the Roman law had required that the seven seals, and I think as we look at the letter of the seven seals, the, with the scroll of the seven seals, and I thought that was interesting that the uh, Romans would have had something very similar to it, um, and, and just to say that is God didn't pick seven seals because of the Romans. The Romans picked the seven seals because of God. And I think this, that is just amazing. So as we see in chapter 4 of 24, I'm going to do a lot of reading today. Um, I'm not real great at times of keeping my thoughts together, so I just put them all on paper. So I guess, excuse me, as I, I read a bunch here, so... Um, we see in chapter 4, the 24 elders pre- uh, represent the church in heaven. The church is the bride of Christ. The true identification of the church is anybody, Greek, Greek, Jew, or Gentile, that has trusted in Jesus Christ in this age. Uh, looking at Revelation uh, 4.11 uh, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and power, for you have created all things, and they exist because you created it, because you being Christ uh, was there from the foundation through all, all the books of the Bible. Everything is in creation all the way to the revelation. It is all, and I, I believe that just studying this, that revelation, all of it, you kind of have to understand the, the book as a whole in order to really understand Revelation. The whole thing is all tied together in Revelation. Um, and then in Revelation uh, 5.1, John said, I saw. John is the witness to these events. Not only did John see, but he also heard the things that were going on. That the voice had asked him to come up and look into the door that was open. Uh, Revelation 5, 2. Then I, John, saw at the right hand of him who sat on the throne, he had a scroll uh, sealed with seven seals. And I just had to think of, of the scroll. What is the meaning of the scroll? The scroll is, is a deed. It is a title to this world in which, we, which you and I live. He created, he redeemed it, and it belongs to him, the Lamb of God. So we're going to read um, 
5, 2 through 7. And then I saw a, tr- a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll? And is, is to loose the seal. Uh, no one in heaven or, or no one on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or even to look at it. So I wept. So John, I, so I, John, wept because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and, and read it or, or just look at it. Uh, but one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it was slain having seven horns seven eyes and having seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth then he and then uh, then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of of him who sat on the throne Um, and I, I so I'll read something else down here. Is the number seven is throughout Revelation. Um, it is we see it all over the place. It is a very significant number. And here with the seven horns, the seven eyes, and the seven spirits, we'll take a little look at that here in a little bit. But I never before, I guess, was struck with the whole idea of the Lamb. So often I've heard the Lamb of God the lamb that, that was slain. In, in the Old Testament, they slaughtered lambs. But yet, people, Chris, you guys are farmers that, that raise lambs. And now, that way, understand how finite or how weak a lamb can be. And I just had to think, and God chose that symbolism to portray Jesus. Um, a lamb, which literally means a little lamb, it's something weak, something finite, uh, not a large sheep. I know this is not quite, quite proper English, but not a big sheep. Not, not something that's fully grown, not something strong. Christ is the lamb, was led, not forced, to the slaughter. He did not open his mouth at all. He is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We see in verse 6, in the midst, in midst of the elders stood the lamb was standing there. He wasn't sitting. Uh, so, so the meaning there is to stood, to, to stand, or, or that he stood. This speaks of his resurrection. He no longer is seated at the right hand of God, but he is moving to power. In the midst of the throne is an indication um, of the fact that he is before the throne and ready to act as the righteous judge. And then another thing that there is that he took, uh, he has taken the scroll out of the right hand of him who was on the throne. This is the great moment, the great moment of all creation. The Lord takes over. He is in absolute control. It it is, um, yeah, can't say it any different there. It's just absolute power there. Uh, Notice the worship of the Lamb uh, by the four living creatures and the 24 elders. They all bowed down. They all worshipped him. 
the lamb is no longer at this point the lamb is no longer an intercessor to the church for the church is now with him in heaven um did i say it earlier or not but the 24 elders represent the church represent the church in heaven And then at verse 5, or, or chapter 5, 11 through 14. Uh, then I looked and heard a voice of many angels from around the throne, the living creatures, the living creatures and the elders, and the numbers were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive the power and the riches and the wisdom the str- uh, and strength and honor of the glory and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every and every creature which is in heaven and is on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in it I heard them saying blessing and honor and glory and power be with him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And just another of, of absolute power there. It is just continue to go, to go back to the power of the Lamb. Is that something that I just kept coming back to my mind? I was reading and studying this. It's just the one thing that about revelation it is it is all about strength it is all about how mighty um a savior that we we get to serve and now to take a look at the seven spirits of god uh uh the first one is and and this is not in any particular order uh this is how i found it and wrote them down so um the spirit of the lord second corinthians three seventeen. now now the Lord is the Spirit, and there the Spirit is, the Lord is. There is freedom. The second one is the Spirit of Wisdom, Proverbs 2, 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth came knowledge and understanding. And then number three here, the Spirit of Understanding, uh, Colossians 1, 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And then the fourth spirit of God, the spirit of counsel. Uh, John fourteen sixteen and 17. I will ask the Father and and he will give you another helper. I almost think I was wrong there. I think I want to see if I got a couple of two of them mixed up here, but maybe not. Um, I will give you an helper, and and he may be with you forever. He he is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Uh, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be with you. And just, yeah, I guess just continue to be in awe as we read some of this and just to see the opportunity 
that we have because we have been called, we have been gotten the opportunity to put our faith in something much bigger than what we are. And but yet we can live in victory because of of what what he has given us. And this all brings honor and glory to God, not not onto us, not onto to what we can do here. Uh, number five is the spirit of power, Acts one eight. But uh, but you shall receive power when the when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be a witness to me in in Jerusalem and in all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then number six. The spirit of knowledge. John 14, uh, 25 and 26. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. Uh, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom God, the, whom the Father will, will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance of all things that I said. And then the, the last one. Uh, the, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is, is, uh, is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So as we move into the, <clears throat> to the to this, uh, seven seals, we're going to look at that a little bit, is the start of the great tribulation period. Um, and I guess somebody correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, but the first six seals are over a seven-year period. Is this happens over a seven-year period? Uh, the first, the first, when the first seal was opened, uh, a white horse and its rider, a white horse and its rider carried a bow and a crown. Crown was placed on his head. He he rode to win many battles and gain victory. Commentators believe that this is the Antichrist, an imitation of Christ. The Antichrist does not appear as a villain. After all, Satan's angels are angels of light. He is going to be the most attractive man in the, that the world has ever seen. They will elect him, and the world will acclaim him because he has come to his own name. And, and when he takes over, it is going to be bad for the world. And then we look at the second seal. And when the second seal was opened, uh, that came out of the second seal was a red horse. And its, its rider was giving a mighty sword, giving a mighty sword and authority to take peace from the earth, most likely a world war. And just to think how that so goes with the first, first seal that, that, that is earthly peace and that is something that we hear people talk about outside of maybe Christianity is, is they want peace they want world peace it, not going to happen just because of, of not, not on this side of the eternity because of what, what has gone on not prior to the Antichrist coming back and, and claiming there will be world peace and people are going to jump on that like right now and then the second with with the second rider coming through that will be destroyed uh, possibly a world war and then the third seal is a black horse 
Its rider will be holding a pair of scales in his hand. The black horse indicates mourning. It also represents a worldwide famine. A uh, little bit of research that I had seen said that in, if you look at World War I or World War II, after the war, there were a lot of, of, of large famines because of the shortage of food and things that either had been destroyed or just the, the lack of being able to transport that around. Um, and then the fourth seal um, is a pale green horse. Its rider was named Death, and its companion was the grave, Hades. Uh, these two were given the authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword, with famine, and with disease, and with wild animal, with wild animals. There is more involved due to the physical death here. There is more involved in physical death than what meets the eye. While death takes takes the body. Hades is the place where the spirit of the lost person goes. The pale horse here represents the plague and the pestilence that will stalk the earth. Looking at the fifth seal, I, and I John, saw under the altar of the souls who had been martyred for the world, for the word of God. And for being faithful in their testimony, they shouted out to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long till you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? Uh, they were given white robes and were, and were told to rest a little, little longer till the full number of brothers and sisters had joined them. Their fellow servants... Their fellow servants of Jesus, uh, who are to be martyred, had joined them. The Holy Spirit, during the tribulation period, the Holy Spirit will not restrain the evil on, on this earth, on this world, during the tribulation period. But he will be on the earth in the business of, of, of trying to get men and women to Christ. Looking at the sixth seal, uh, there was a great earthquake. The sun became dark. Uh, I think uh, King James Version or something said, but dark, dark like sackcloth. Um, and the moon became blood red. The stars of the sky fell to the earth like the green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll, and all the mountains and the islands were moved from their places. Then everyone on the earth hid themselves in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They cried to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us, hide us, hide us from the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of God. And then looking at Revelation 7, looking, going to that a little bit there. Um, after these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four, holding the four winds. I, I did see a funny thing about that. A professor said he shared that in class, and the guy said, look, I told you the earth was flat. Uh, these would be the winds of judgment. Now nothing can move until God accomplishes his purpose. Back to the whole thing of the power of the lamb. 
in ultimately in control. There, there is nothing is happening that is outside of his control. And later on in Revelation 7, Then I, John, saw another angel ascending from the east. Um, he told the other angels to hold the wind until all God's servants uh, have the seal of the living God on their foreheads. Uh, this is so the servants can withstand the great tribulation. Revelation 7, 4 through 8. Speaks about the 144,000. The seals of the living God upon the 144,000 Jews guaranteed that they will be delivered to the end of the great tribulation. They are going to be witnesses during this period. If they were not sealed, they would have likely not made it through the great tribulation. God never leaves himself without witnesses here on this earth. There is always opportunity. God has always have a, has an extended hand out there in telling people, come, come to me. There's opportunity there to, to end up in heaven. So Revelation 7, 9, and 10, uh, a great multitude which no man could count. They are from every tribe, every nation under the sun. The writer uh, be, uh, believes most most of the company, most of this is is they are martyred. These people were all martyred during the Great Tribulation. And it, it step back a little bit and talks about that that the holy that God will not restrain the evil during the Great Tribulation period, and had just to think the onslaught that is going to happen is beyond anybody that, that utters the name of Christ, that believes in the real truth, is, is just utterly, I think, believe going to be destroyed if possible. Uh, because the Antichrist is going to be out to try to absolutely crush any part um, that stands for God. In 1 Corinthians uh, 10.32 Paul tells us there are three groups of people, the Jews, the Gentiles, and the church of God. During the great tribulation, the church of God is not on the earth, but only Jews and Gentiles are on the earth during, during the tribulation. Uh, uh, John makes it clear that this group he sees in heaven is different from the church that when the original rapture happened that the church of god was taken to to heaven during that original rapture that through the great tribulation um the people these people here that are now before the throne john is saying i i don't know who these people are i've not seen these people before so and he's seen the church he's seen all that before and now um, he doesn't recognize them. And that just says that those are the believers, and I, I believe 100%, that a lot, a lot of people will come to believe and they're going to have to fight for their faith uh, in the Great Tribulation. Uh, we, cannot, uh, we cannot stand before God on our own righteousness because our own righteousness is like filthy rags. We have to put our trust into something bigger than us. Um, and then moving into Revelation 8, uh, where the seven, the seven trumpets, 
the seven trumpets uh, will bring us the full intensity of the great tribulation. The, trans- the seven trumpets reveal God is directly, is directly and supernaturally judging a rebellious race. Um, the book of Revelation should not terrify us. It should not give us. It should, sorry, it should give us the comfort of knowing that God is the righteous judge. When we see earthly judges, we, we view that it's not always right or it's not always correct. There's not going to be any question. It's going to be cut and dried. It is final. And God does not, does not, is not wrong. With the uncertainty of the times we are living in currently... May we be reminded where the power comes from. Who holds the keys to glory? All power and glory has been given to the Lamb, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. All power, all power is in the name of Jesus Christ. And just comes back, the full circle, I think, is, is again the power of the Lamb. I just, yeah. Just again and again, just comes coming back is that whole circle. It, it's just amazing. It just, I guess, for me at least, it has put a new light on who who Christ is. Uh, we get so busy in our own lives, and we get so stressed by by things that are going on in our daily life, and we prioritize them so high on our list that sometimes we forget. Or at least I do. I forget where my true hope comes from. My hope comes from Christ. My hope comes from God. So that is all I have to share. Uh, we will pray and then turn the time over to Tim. Amazing God, Lord, we just thank you, thank you so much for today. Father God, we thank you so much for revelation. Lord, we thank you that you are the ultimate Savior. Lord, you came and you died. Everybody has opportunity to be here. Father God, thank you again for all you've given us. Lord, just bless us, Lord, as we go this week in the mighty power of the Lamb. Amen.